eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, I think, you know, as far as the quarterback news, and let's face it, quarterback news always drives everything in the offseason. It is right now. The one piece of news, quarterback-wise, that was really pretty eye-opening was what John Lynch had to say in San Francisco, you know, about Brock Purdy, that right now, if we lined up, Brock Purdy's our starting quarterback. He's earned that. Like, that's pretty eye-opening, considering that Trey Lance was the third pick in the draft, and they traded up twice to go get him. And um, But, you know, to me – now, I don't know when Brock Purdy's going to be ready. You know, surgery is surgery and rehab is rehab, and nobody can predict when he's going to be ready. But I thought that, that was pretty pretty newsworthy. I did too, Baldy. And the thing for me is uh, this could be one of the greatest all-time wasted picks potentially in the NFL history because of what they went and did and how they gave up picks and, and draft equity. Um, or, or compensation. I, I think somebody asked me the other day, they said, how much do you believe in Purdy? And I said, well, look, it's not his fault. He fell into the perfect situation, right? Mm-hmm. Great defense, great run game. They trade for McCaffrey. You've got four guys on the outside, Debo and all these. I, you, you got players. Like mm-hmm. he fell into a perfect situation. I only say that to, to say that, with Shanahan's style and the way that he goes about his business, I, I, it's almost a perfect situation for Purdy. He's never going to ask Purdy to throw for 500 yards. He's never going to ask Purdy to throw it 50 times a game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not how he operates. So for Purdy, all he has to do is stay within the game plan, and he looks really good. I don't know if Brock Purdy can put a team on his back and say, hey, I, I, I'll win two or three or four games for you, as we've seen Aaron or Brady or some of these other greats do. So – that is my only reservation. But if you're telling me that that he's the guy and you are not confident in Trey Lance, however that's going to shake out, that's a wasted pick. Well, it's a wasted. It can be a wasted pick if Brock Purdy works out. But what it says is, to me, a bigger message, Carl, in that all you got to do is prove it, that you can play. You know? And he did like, last has, year. Can he pick it, proved it, that he can play in Pittsburgh? Can he – Can is he proved – I don't know. Um, you know – and, and any of these quarterbacks coming out, would you take what we've seen from eight games with Brock Purdy over what Bryce Young might be able to do? Would you take Brock Purdy and what he did in, in an eight-game stretch over what C.J. Stroud potentially can do? Yes. Like it's potential 
in all these guys. And we've seen so such a high percentage of these high picks not work out. You know, is that did Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, blah, 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 all these guys not work out because they didn't have the perfect storm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you put Baker Mayfield in that storm in San Francisco, could he have played as well as Brock Purdy? I don't think anybody thinks he could have. Like, I think Brock Purdy showed an awful lot, even with everything around him, as good as it was, that he could play at an elite level. And that's all you're trying to, to gauge with all these prospects is, boy, if we build around him, can he really deliver? And that's the question mark, because you don't know. Yeah, and the last game was so unfair, right? I mean, the kid couldn't throw. Six games. Yeah, I mean, you, six you, plays. You, you, could, you couldn't really evaluate. I know people want to look at the playoff game. That was somewhat unfair. But leading up to that point, Baldy, you're right. And, and listen, I have a phrase. It's simple. Can he play? Can he we play? talk about height, weight, strength, speed, quickness, all this crap we throw out there, right? And at the end of the day, I just go, can he play? Mm. Rob Purdy can play. That's what I learned. So you're absolutely right. It's in the huddle, guys. Brian Balding and Carl Dukes with you. Jason Lock on four, part of this podcast as well. Let's talk about the Cowboys releasing Ezekiel Elliott over the weekend. I want to throw this out to you. I think Zeke is loved in Dallas. He's a great, you know, person as far as how he handled his business there. But Zeke rushed for 876 yards. He averaged 3.8 yards a carry. That's under four yards a pop. They're both career lows. He failed to crack the top 20 in rushing this season. And then you go, well, hey, it's Ezekiel Elliott. He had how many 100-yard games? None. Zero. So he has not gone for 100 yards, 27 games. Now you go back to his last 100-yard game, came back October 2021, Baldy. Is he washed? Well, so here's the thing. is He's got a lot of miles on him. Had some at Ohio State. Had some, you know, through the Dallas. He's a declining player, clearly a declining player. So you can't pay two running backs in this business. So you pay Tony Pollard, you pay him, you know, franchise tag money. Okay. Tony Pollard was a fourth round pick out of Memphis. Nobody thought that he could usurp, uh, you know, Ezekiel, and he did. It's just the nature of the beast. I mean, there's just been very few guys, Emmett Smith, LaDainian Thompson, you count the number of guys that can really carry it for a long time and still maintain, um, you know, high productivity. Uh, when you can get Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round and you yeah. can get what you need from that position. Zeke has value. He's an excellent protector. He's a good teammate. Um, you know, but here's the thing. Okay, you could, you might be able to say Zeke can still do it if the decline was related to an injury. Now you could say, okay, he had a, a knee injury a couple of years ago. Had a, he played through it. He's basically been a healthy player, and he's declined. It's not like, um, you know, he had to go get a knee surgery like Brees Hall this year. We'll see what he is when he comes back. He's been a healthy player for the most part, and he's a declining player. And, you know, a lot of these players, you can list the 100-yard games. and Just look at, at the explosive plays that he's had in the passing game or running game. He doesn't give you the explosive plays. Pollard does. And so it's just – all these players that have been released, um, like Zeke, like they all want the elite money, and it's that's just not there. So you can get Zeke, but you got to get Zeke at a value. And what's that value? I mean, it's not going to like it. 
But I don't know what the value is right now. But it's 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 nowhere near the $10 million figure that they had been paying. Now, we were talking about Austin Eckler, I think, on the previous podcast. Uh, guys, subscribe, like us. It's in the huddle, wherever you get your podcast. We put out new episodes on Tuesday and Thursdays. And um, you were mentioning you love Austin Eckler, but you think the money is unrealistic to where he's trying to, to go. Is that going to happen with Zeke? I mean, Zeke's going to take a pay cut no matter where he goes. I keep hearing, you know, Eagles, which would be kind of interesting um, because of the Cowboys-Eagles rivalry and all that. But, you know, Eagles, Jets, there's some other teams. And it's almost like everybody wants to go to the Jets because of the anticipation of Aaron maybe being there. But is he is, is he in a similar situation, Austin Eckler, to think that he can get 10 or mi- uh, 11 or $12 million uh, a season? You know, look, I mean, the Eagles signed Rashad Penny. Now, you know, Rashad Penny has had has a strong injury history, but when healthy, he's been a very good back. He's still young. Um, so he's been in the league five or six years. Yeah. Uh, he still has probably more left, but they, they've gotten a lot of mileage out of Kenneth Gainwell, out of Boston Scott. I mean, the Eagles, I don't believe, are in the market to sign Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, they'd rather sign their own players, which they have done a great deal of. Uh, but I don't believe that they're in that market. I just don't think teams are um, interested in a running back whose best days are behind him, regardless of what the name of the, on the jersey is right now. Um, Baldy, as we get into pro days, and we saw, you know, guys last week, specifically, um, and not in this order, we saw Will Levis. I watched his pro day at Kentucky, right? Cannon, big kid. I saw him in person this year because um, my daughter's thinking about going to Kentucky as one of her schools. And okay. so we went up and and we watched uh, a game. And ironically, Baldy, this is a pretty funny story. After the game, we uh, it was Georgia, Georgia, Kentucky. No, oh. no, nobody was doing anything against Georgia's defense, right. right? And he had a he had a, a shot where it was a wide open guy in the end zone. He underthrows him and it's a pick, and that was like their best chance to score. But it was a cold day in November. And uh, after the game, we went to like one of the popular spots in town and uh, the kid walks in with his girlfriend. And I tell my daughter, I said, it's the quarterback. And she goes, man, he's bigger than I thought he was. And I said, yeah, he's a big guy. So I went up and said, hey, you know, Will, Carl Dukes, I work in Atlanta. You know, I do this, that and the other. And hey, wish you nothing but the best. We'll probably try to grab you before the draft. Kid was super nice. He's in there. He's signing autographs. You know, people are coming up. Hey, Will. And my point is, when I walked up on him, Baldy, I didn't realize how stout he was, right, until I walked up on him. And, you know, I'm not a little, little bitty guy, but I'm not, you know, 6'5". And so you could see he has this NFL frame. That's the Will Levis story, and I saw him throw this week. We saw Bryce yeah. Young, who everybody was saying, hey, what do you mean you're not weighing in? Because he didn't weigh in, <laughs> right? And then we saw C.J. Stroud last week. My point is, Baldy, has your opinions changed on any of these guys? Now, Anthony Richardson is going to work out Thursday. Yes. All right. Florida's quarterback. He's the other guy that we continue to talk about. I think he'll do well. He already crushed the combine. Has your opinion changed at all on any of these quarterbacks? Not really. I mean, like when Bryce Young, like, you know, it was <clears throat> I, I was joking last week on the NFL Network that uh, how big was the jet that the Carolina Panthers chartered <laughs> to take the entire organization to Columbus to see C.J. Stroud? And I see Josh McCown talking to, you know, C.J. after the workout, like, hey, look, I, you know, I know you're a hooper. I got a basketball court set up. Let's play a little, you know. Yeah. Like, you know they do the same act the next day in Tuscaloosa with Bryce Young. And to me, 
Um, it was just confirmation Thursday, Wednesday, whatever day it was. It was just confirmation of what you saw. Um, Bryce Young is an elite prospect, regardless of his size. But his size is a concern, health-wise. But the way that he plays the game, the way that he throws the ball, like, it's it's elite. It's elite touch. But, you know, it's, it's what you saw, you know, throughout his two years. Um, it's funny that you said that you went to, with your daughter, to the Kentucky-Georgia game. I've watched that game. Every single prospect that played against Georgia, <laughs> it's like, that's not the game that you want to put out there for an NFL team. But then you no. go, well, what in the world was he supposed to do? Like, they literally took – he made one throw on the sideline early in the game for 40 yards, and it was a great throw, and that yep. was it. Yep. Like, there wasn't anything else that he did the rest of the day. And you're like, well, you don't have a tight end. You really don't have any wide receivers. The protection broke down. Like, here's Jalen Carter. Here's all these guys coming at him. Like, but he did the same thing to Anthony Richardson. I mean, George did the same thing to Anthony Richardson. He did the same thing to everybody they played against, you know, except for really C.J. Stroud, you know, who had a you know, pretty good day that day. Um, and that's where you kind of measure C.J. Stroud going, wow, he, he got a harm's way a bunch against an elite defense with, you know, first-round picks everywhere. So, yeah, and Hendon Hooker. I mean, prior Hendon to the Hooker. injury, Hendon Hooker, yes. Hooker was another kid that they were, you know, we're talking about a first-round grade exactly. potentially. So, Yeah. But, I, you, know, the, you know, the only thing I'd say is, like, none of these guys ran. I kind of like wanting to see these guys run. I yeah. don't know what, if Bryce Young's a 4-5 guy, a 4-6 guy. I don't know. Like, I like to see them do some of these things that so just to have another measuring stick against Anthony Richardson, against some of the elite prospects that have come through the NFL. You kind of like to see them do that. Now, I'm sure their agents like it. It's not necessary. Like, your tape is your tape. All right. Well, I still like to kind of see it. I'm with you. Um, my opinion has not changed. And uh, listen, it's Bryce, it's Stroud, and then the other two guys, depending. I do think. Somebody might reach Baldy, and we're going to have plenty of time to talk about this over the next month, that somebody might reach and go Anthony Richardson before Will Levis just because of the upside. I do believe that. Um, that athleticism is unbelievable. And there's somebody, you know, there's somebody in one of these offices going, I can make him special, right? I can, I, we can really develop him into something special. And so I do think that's going to happen, but I just, I'm not sure what team yet is going well, to just, be there. I mean, I think it's fascinating to me, that Carolina trades from 9-1 to one with Chicago to get the first pick. And they haven't let the cat out of the bag and who they're mm -hmm. looking at. No. But if, you know, if you're a Carolina Panther fan, it's kind of hard not to see, could this be Cam Newton? Or some level of I me, mean, he, he prided himself after Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, his game. Um, the Carolina Panthers had the number one pick in 2011. Cam Newton, four years later, is the MVP of the league during the Super Bowl. Like, it's kind of hard not to look at Cam Newton and what he did in Carolina and not think that Anthony Richardson can't do that. I mean, they both, I mean, Cam Newton played 13 games at Auburn. You know, Anthony Richardson's played 13 games at Florida. Like his, like his physical traits are actually better than what Cam Newton did coming out of Auburn. And it's kind of hard not to look at that and go, could the Carolina Panthers go down that road again? And this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And and and, and take their next Cam Newton. I mean, it's kind of hard not to think like that. No, listen, if you get him and he does Cam stuff, if I told you over the next 10 years he's going to win an MVP, take you to a Super Bowl, and you're you, consistently you in the playoffs, right you take it. You, you got to take it. So that's the thing. I mean, forget about the skill set. If, if that's what you believe, then you got to take it. Baldy, before we run, I want to get back to Lamar Jackson. I just want to state this, and, and you know, it is uh, something that has been brought up, not by this show or this podcast, but various people around the league or, you know, mm-hmm. outsiders. And that is that somehow, shape, or form, some way, shape, or form, that this Lamar situation has something to do with race. And mm-hmm. I want to I want to clear this up. So when Deshaun Watson, who was at the time going through legal issues, right? We yes. didn't know how severe it would be. We didn't know what the consequences were going to be. Ultimately, you had teams bidding for his services, as we forget. Like, we have short memories. But you had three or four teams that were bidding for his services. And ultimately, the Browns came in and they wrote the biggest check. Jimmy Haslam said, hey, I want him. This is what we're going to do. Deshaun Watson is black. He's got a $230 million guaranteed deal. It's the first ever in NFL history. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is not about race with Lamar. This is simply about term, years, and numbers, salary. That's it. Who wants to pay him? Who doesn't? There's nothing else to this. Mm -hmm. And so if anyone is insinuating that, Okay, and I get the collusion part because the other part of it is, well, you've got white owners who are colluding against this black quarterback. And I don't believe that because at the end of the day, we just saw a black quarterback get paid the most money in NFL history. So let's not go down this road. Lamar will get his. I don't know what that number is going to be. But the bigger statement from NFL owners is they don't want to go down the road of having to give guaranteed deals consistently over and over and over. And if you don't think Jalen Hurts is watching and his people and Joe Burrow's people are not watching this and they don't and they're not aware of where this is going, you're not paying attention because those are the next guys that are going to get paid. And when they do, what is that going to look like? And if it starts, NFL owners are going to go down a track they do not want to go down. And the CBA, by the way, does not say anything in it about guaranteed deals. There's no language that says you cannot do a guaranteed deal, which is why the Browns were able to do it. But let's not go down this road of it's race and it's a black quarterback. We've got a black quarterback that's guaranteed $230 million in the league right now. I think it's unfair, and I also think it's unfair to the guys who are being insinuated that that's what's going on. Sometimes, and trust me, I'm black, all right? Sometimes it just is what it is. Sometimes it's just, I don't want to do this because I know what it's going to do for my franchise and my league potentially down the road. And I think what the Browns did was an eye-opener for a lot of owners. And even though it looks like collusion because most of them look the same way, it's just not. Because they can say, I don't want to do this because it's not good business. Well, I said at the very start of this podcast, and I'll end the podcast, this is all about business. And business, I I don't believe that the color of anybody's skin is interfering with this business. It's a difficult business. It's a, it can be treacherous. It You know, Joe Flacco had to play out his contract to get paid in Baltimore. Like, they went through this before. 
Yeah. You know, and they weren't ready to give Joe Flacco a guaranteed or any an inflated contract before he proved himself winning the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP. So I just think this is business and business can be difficult. And they don't just give these get they don't give these contracts away. There's a lot of negotiation that goes into it. And that's where this thing is at right now. And it's and people say, well, you know, the agent thing, the agent thing to me is important when it gets to the business. These owners are business people first. Yeah. And they do business every day. Difficult negotiations outside of football. Um, Steve Bashotti self-built a empire, okay, from scratch. Like he's a businessman. And so that's where this thing is at, Carl. Baldy, great stuff as always, guys. We'll see where it goes. We'll see what else comes out of the owners' meetings. We'll be back. We'll jump in. You never know. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode to see what's happening around the league. And we'll continue to build up to the draft as well. Once we get past the draft, we'll tell you guys. We're, we're going to be grabbing some different guests and getting some people on yeah. just to kind of interact with us, having some fun. But right now, it's all about the lead up to what's going to happen in April. So, Baldy, appreciate you, man, as always. Yep. Thank you guys for being here. Subscribe and like us. Tell your friends about us. It's in the huddle. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Baldy. Yeah.